What's going on, America? It's your boy Sherman Obed back here once again with another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. So glad to be back, be glad to be alive, enjoying this beautiful weather out here in sunny Florida. Uh, Obed, what's going on, with you man? How are you living this uh, this fine Wednesday evening of October thirteenth? When I'm not on mute, I'm living the dream. <laughs> I'm enjoying a lovely, fantastic. Very crisp, cool fall evening, man. This is nice and chilly. I'm obviously I'm in I'm in DC. You're yeah. down there in the in the sunny, sunny, sunny Florida. I uh, mm -hmm. so I don't think your weather is as bitey. Like it's it's Tim Boots weather. It's it's Tim Boots. Oh, this dude's wearing Tim's already. Oh, nah, I'm not about that life no more. So I'm chill. So I'm <laughs> you, can, you can you can hold that one. I'm not. I'm no 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 no, no Tim's. No North Face. None, none of that. None of that. Flip flops and tank tops all day you already know <laughs> yeah man oh let's get let's get into it homie uh let's get, talk about a couple uh i know we well i was gonna say is we know we got a lot of nfl to talk about of course even got a little bit of college football let's start on some other sports quickly if you don't mind uh first off dude we had a big sport, sports day last saturday one of one of one of the thing in particular was the heavyweight championship fight between tyson fury and deontay wilder where tyson fury came out with that w by via ko to retain the heavyweight title um man this was obviously round three of the i guess quote-unquote rivalry if you want to call it the third matchup first one being the draw the second one going to to fury and now this one again so i highly doubt there's gonna be a rematch there kind of people have been talking about it whether they would even want it again. I think three is enough between the same opponents. Uh, but you know, this was people are calling this one of the biggest fights of all time. I mean, this is what boxing is missing. Two big name heavyweights going at me, even more than two. We need more than two, to be honest with you, because this is what I know we, we have talked about this on this show a bit about boxing mm -hmm. is missing those big name heavyweights, like we had yeah. in the 90s with Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield and Lennox Pretty Lewis. Low. Right. You know what I mean? This is what boxing is mixed missing. Can I know everyone is big on UFC. You know, you got guys like Conor McGregor. You know, in, in the in the media and things like that. Can boxing really come out? You know, I guess prevail to be a, a quote leading leading uh, culture without heavyweights. I and mean, I'm not sure. I mean, because like guys like Floyd Mayweather, they're done. You know, Manny Pacquiao has has retired. We did that a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. You know. But I'm wondering, I again, as far as regards to Fury Wilder, I doubt there's going to be another rematch. But it doesn't, no. need to be. It doesn't need to be right. Go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah I don't, no, I don't they, think they have three. I think three is really the the um, the one that we would have an issue with is already in contestion because uh, uh, Tyson Fury said my man and my trainer shouldn't have thrown the towel. So if he's already won the other two and the third one, potentially he wanted to keep going. I just don't like, I don't know what Wilder wants here, but he just, this is a guy he cannot beat, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't need to see another fight for that to happen, but I'm happy that they have heavyweights that can go at it and can give us, you know, a, a show. It, it, you know, call me crazy, but uh, what I, I think of boxing now like the tennis of MMA, because once people got a taste for bloodlust brought into, the forefront you know what i mean this isn't the dvd of bum fights right this isn't kimbo slice <laughs> before he went out that fight in the backyards in florida mm. you know what i mean this is this is two pugilists who come together to spar with weighted gloves and see if they can knock one another out mm -hmm. they're not trying to kill each other if a man mm -hmm. dies in the ring in this game this is because something went awry or it was just a once in a million shot 
somebody right. could die in MMA. And that is part of the draw because it is the Coliseum, right? It is, it is, if they could, they would give those pieces, uh, those people, old pieces of bread and stale fruit and vegetables to throw at the end of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so, you know, it's just, it'll never compete. It'll never compete. I would love to have a full card. Everybody's showing the sport of boxing that I miss Oscar De La Hoya. I miss, I miss Diego Morales. I miss these guys who, mm-hmm. who just pugilist dog box. One, one male, one uh, Marquez, one, one man, well, excuse me, one man, well, Marquez. Yep, uh, yep. Like, I mean, Canelo's still going, you know right. what I mean? Canelo Alvarez, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're right, man. You know, this is a Sugar sport. Ray Hagler Hearns. Hagler Hearns is still one of Ooh. the greatest matches I've ever seen that made me understand what this game meant to them, you know, what the sport meant to them. Right. Um, that, like, you know, you can't, you, those don't happen anymore. The, every match of uh, Money Mayweather's career is the complete polar opposite of Hagler Hearns, what happened in that match, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, and, but, but you look at the two of those, the three of those pugilists, and you would just say that. Uh, Money Mayweather had the best career out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, he went undefeated, he obviously. Right. So that speaks a lot to, I mean, I mean, people always get on Mayweather because, oh, he doesn't fight, he doesn't fight, he doesn't punch, he doesn't knock anybody out. But yeah, you know what, though? That doesn't matter as long as you win. The idea, the whole idea of boxing is like, you, you, you can't lose if you don't get hit. And Mayweather didn't get hit. He's probably arguably the greatest defensive fighter of all time. Okay. Again, you yeah. can't lose if you don't get hit. So I say, yeah, you win, you win however you can. But yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm still a fan of boxing. You know, I'm not up on it as much as I used to be back in the day. Uh, but yeah, this is a great, a great heavyweight title fight for sure. And uh, yeah, I don't think there needs to be another, another match. I don't think there needs to be a round four between the two. Leave it at that. Fury comes out the victor and I'll see if his reign continues as he moves on in his career. Uh, next up, Obed, uh, I know we touched on this to- next topic a couple of different times, maybe even several different times, but more information has come out, and I feel like we have to speak about it. It's in regards to Brooklyn Nets point guard Kyrie Irving, and the Nets actually come out and saying that he will not play nor practice until he meets that vaccine mandates. Mm. As we know, in the state of New York, in order to be indoors, you have to be vaccinated uh, to partake in any sort of indoor activity. Obviously, the Nets are in Brooklyn, so he cannot... Now, I mean, first of all, I want to ask you, what is your take on the Nets actually taking this stance? I mean, granted, I don't think really they really had a choice, to be honest with you, because the, the, the rule is the rule. That's it. You know what I mean? Um, but where is Kyrie's head at quickly? Because I have a lot to say on this, but I want to just get your initial thoughts really quick, if you don't mind. Honestly, uh, you can go ahead and take the floor. I don't have much to say. <laughs> I think you're, you're just done with Kyrie, aren't you? I'm I'm not surprised by any of this. I'm not shocked by any of this. This is the same person who was on the phone call with the NFL players, the, excuse me, the NBA players association and tried to rally support for there to be a boycott and everybody else shut that down. He was the only one. So Mm -hmm. now that it is his personal decision, he already told us in a grand forum that his decision is that he doesn't want to do this. He's sticking to his guns. At least he is consistent. At least he is who he says he is. So let me talk about this flat earth thinker just for first for a minute, if you don't mind. Okay. Pop off, son. <laughs> Yo, first of all, he is saying he, he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Okay. But the thing about Kyrie is stated, he, he said he's not against the vaccination. He is trying to say he's standing up for those who are losing their jobs for being unvaxxed. He's giving quote, he's trying to be a voice for the voiceless. End quote. <laughs> 
<laughs> which I don't even understand. I know, you know I, I was watching ESPN earlier this, earlier this morning and Marcus Spears touched on this too. What does this even mean? Kyrie, you're a guy who volunteered to be in the NBA. No one told you to go to the NBA. No one forced you to go to the NBA. You wanted to go play basketball, okay? You wanted, to be, you wanted to be in the NBA. You went to the NBA draft. You went and got drafted by the Cavaliers and then traded to other teams. You decided to go to the Brooklyn Nets in, this, in free agency a couple of years ago. You thought that was the best decision for you. You brought along Kevin Durant. You made sure they got James Harden in the building. But yet, yep. you don't want to be there for your teammates because of a vaccine mandate, because there's a law. Let me let you go to work, old bed, and have and they tell you you need to do X, Y, and Z to be employed with that company. And if you know what, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, you're out of a job. Right. That that's the breaks. Right. But yet Kyrie can say, you know what, I don't want to do X, Y and Z. So I, I'm just going to chill him back. And the fact that it is he's going to lose if he does not do this, he's going to lose lose out and playing half of the games, 41 games, because there's 41 home games, 41 road games. OK, he's going to lose. out, and, uh, and, I, and I think we talked about this last week, too, about about 15 million dollars if he doesn't play all four of those 41 home games. But where is this coming from? Because again, he's not saying he's against the vaccine. He's just trying to say he's he's trying to stick up for those who quote unquote losing their jobs for being unvaccinated and again being the voice for the voiceless. Kyrie, you're not in the same position as these other guys. You've you've worth you're worth over two hundred million dollars. Okay, you you can you can stick out you can stand out for a couple of days. You know what I mean? It's not the same position where somebody who makes ten dollars an hour working at a, a fast food chain needs their job, so they didn't have to get vaccinated. You know what I mean? And it, and 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 it's not the same thing as people not even believing in the vaccine because he says he's not even against the vaccine. So it just it just doesn't make any sense, Kyrie. And now you're letting your, and the thing about it is when other people, when their jobs and they, they, lose, they lose their jobs because they don't want to be vaccinated, that's on them. That's their own. That's what they're doing. They're doing that to themselves. Okay. They don't want to get vaccinated. They don't want to work there. Fine. Kyrie, you are part of a team. You are part of the Brooklyn Nets organization. Okay. You have guys relying on you to be there for them, to help them win a championship. That's why you went to Brooklyn. That's why you 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 talked KD to come up with you. That's why you helped them out and got James Harden, like I said before, to come over to Brooklyn, uh, getting that trade from Houston, okay? Because without Kyrie, I'm not sure if they can they can get out of the East with uh, with getting past Miami, getting past Milwaukee, okay? Especially if Harden's going to get injured like Q, like on Q. Right. You know what I mean? This is a selfish, selfish decision, decision by Kyrie. If he said to me, hey, I don't believe in it. If he said, not to me, excuse me, but if he said out loud, I don't believe in the vaccine. I don't believe in getting things like that. I want to do things naturally for my, my body and such. Or I want a religious exemption, what have you. Kind of like how Andrew, Andrew Wiggins was doing with the Golden State Warriors. But he eventually got it because he knew he, he wanted to play basketball. Yeah. But Kyrie Irving is taking this upon himself to not do this and leaving his teammates out to dry. That's where I have a problem with it. You signed up. You knew what you were getting into. You were, um, uh, you're an employee of this organization. And if for, for this organization to run properly, they need every employee in the building. And if you get every employee in the building, this is what you have to do. End of story. And he still refuses to do it. If so this now is, how, do you, how do you look forward from that, Sherman? How do you look? What's, what's the next move? When do we say trade we have everybody in the building? Trade them. Uh, when, when do we trade them now? Tra- trade we already hit the compass. Yep. Tra- trade them. The season's about is- to start within the next week, a couple of weeks. Trade them. Yeah. Get rid of them. 
go after go go if you want to go after Ben Simmons in Philly, go after Ben Simmons. Heck, trade you can trade him to Miami for Kyle for Kyle Lowry. That'd be fine because you because yeah. he can go to Miami. You don't got to be vaccinated there because Florida. <laughs> trust me, I'm out here Florida. These Bambas they, they don't give a damn about no COVID. Okay. Oh, cats there's no bit out there. Nah, cats are walking walking around here like what's a Rona? Nah, they don't know about oh. that life. You know what I mean? Wow. Let, let him wow. go chill. In, let him go chill in South Beach if you want to be about that life. Okay, yeah. fine. Do that. Yeah. You can play. You know. As long as he's not, that sounds, doesn't come to New York for any, any away games, that's fine. But I, this is Kyrie being Kyrie once again, not talking to months back or years back, not speaking with the media when he was supposed to. I mean, how yeah. many times have we talked about Kyrie? His is his is it his his, his, his his mental state? I don't know. Now again, yeah. I'm not putting Kyrie down personally. How his how I know what he does off, off the court, you know, whether it's you know, philanthropically and any uh charities he's involved with and anything like that personally. I'm just saying this from a basketball standpoint, this is selfish. And the Brooklyn Nets need to get rid of it. Yeah, I gotta, you know, I said in the beginning, this is Kyrie. I'm at the point now where like I'm not going to attribute the energy to get excited about him anymore because it is event after event after event. And now I just have to respect his consistency. He's hundred percent Kyrie. He's he's this is you had to have seen this coming, you know. So it, while I understand why he went to the nets you have to understand that it was and you know hey i don't hate his selfish reasons if he listen to thine own self be true right you got to do what is good for you what is best for in your heart that makes you feel like who you are as a hundred percent whole you if that's Kyrie saying i don't want to be there Kyrie does good things in the community Kyrie does good things for for others you know he's very philanthropic uh he's given away to a number of, of uh, organizations causes uh you know i think he gave like like more than a million dollars to the WNBA uh, donated to them like 1.5 million. He's, he's done some things out there, but again, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to take that. You get that stuff with him. You know, you get what you get with OBJ. You get what you get with, uh, with Jack Grealish. You get what you get with, with, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel and either they play well enough for you to forget about that or it just mm-hmm. bubbles to the surface. It's bubbled to the surface. Yeah. Might yeah. As, if you can't deal with it, get rid of it. Right. And then I think, at, I think at some point they're going to have to, because there's no way they're going to let this, huge assets asset like Kyrie year because he is let's be honest he is a top tier NBA player on when yeah. he's on the court yeah. and they need him to win a championship and if he's not going to be there for him why have him part of the organization so and I and, and, and I feel that not only is New York obviously New York we all we know and California more specifically Los Angeles and San Francisco having these mandates and so it affects teams in New York like Brooklyn you know, yep. the Knicks um, yep. out, out, out west with the Warriors um and the Lakers and Clippers and things like that. So there's, it's just these city, these the list of cities is just going to continue to grow. So 100%. at some, so at some point he's going to have to realize, well, even if he does get traded, let's say to Philly or Miami, whatever the case is, you know, he's not, Wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. right. At some point he's going to have to realize if he wants to play basketball, he's going to have to do this. And if he wants to be part of a team, if he wants to contribute, he wants to win a championship. This is what he's going to have to do. This is what it takes. He's already won a championship. I don't think he really cares. He doesn't know what it takes to win one. Because he was maybe, he does, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he yeah, doesn't care. He doesn't, he doesn't know that 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 embrace that people talked about when he was with the uh, Celtics and uh, LeBron was the Lakers and he just hugged them. And you could tell that he understood what it meant to be the one. Mm-hmm. He under he understood what it meant when everything is on your shoulders. We go as you go. There are no off nights. There are no. And because and I'm not saying that this is a, a detriment to the way that people are 
treating their mental health now, individuals are quick to say that their mental health is in crises and that they need to, they need a break or they need this or they need that. Um, I don't know the science. I know that people deal with these depressive moments, these states where they're not feeling themselves. But one of the things you have to do is get up and get moving, right? You have to, you have to go out there. You have to feel the sunlight. You have to continue on and, and try to push yourself out of this because you're going to be contained in it for a while. Um, and I would think he has the people around him to help him with that, knowing that this is because he's, he's basically a, a more articulate Antonio Brown at this point right with the kind of stuff going on really you know yeah, like right, we don't know okay. if he'll play the season as soon as we put him in front of a camera he's got these profound prolific things to say mm-hmm. you know and he wants to stand by his guns and now we look at the way that the Steelers are falling off because Ben Big Ben is a shell of himself Juju mm-hmm. is not who they thought he was as Antonio Brown trying to tell them uh the Oakland Raiders had a, a lot of situations in the back that they would make you think that others were the problem but it seemed to be a target at the top of the figure top mm-hmm. of the, uh, the the snake of the, the head of the snake, snake right. um and and now he's on a team balling out you know like I, I, I don't know what to make of it, but he's a problematic fellow and he's going to be a problematic fellow mm-hmm. until they cut the cord on yeah. two of which is going to just become somebody else's problem. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, well said all bad. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about Kyrie. I think we've said enough so we can just kind of move on from it, but yeah, you're hundred percent right. It's going to continue to be a problem. So we'll see how it plays out. Let's move along a little bit. Uh, I know we got a lot, a lot to talk about this week. Um, talk about quickly on college football. We had some pretty big upsets or well, one big upset, one kind of close call here. The, obviously the biggest upset of the weekend in college football was number one, Alabama being stunned uh, on the road and being beaten by unranked Texas A&M. Um, man, this was Alabama's, I guess, well, this, this ended Alabama's streak of 100 consecutive wins against unranked opponents. Um, wow, which, which is just wild. Um, man, now I'm wondering, obviously, if Alabama still runs the table, of course, they can still probably get, they can still get into college football playoff. But are they now the, really the team to be? Are they the best team in college football? Now that they've dropped down from one down to five, Georgia's back, Georgia's up top at number one. So if each of those teams went out, they'll play each other in the SEC championship game. Of course, if Alabama beats them, they'll go on to the college football playoff. So we know that and vice versa. If Georgia beats them, they'll obviously they'll go because they'll be undefeated. But, you know, it, it, I'm just looking at it, Alabama's schedule, of course, too, you know, I mean, do I expect them to run the table? Sure, sure. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's Alabama. You know what I mean? They went undefeated. You know, it's it's a Nick Saban-led Alabama football team, okay? Um, But It's an early loss as well. Right, exactly. So they can definitely come back from it. They don't play another ranked opponent until they play Arkansas with the second to last game of the season. So, I mean – I'm still looking at Alabama as still one of the top tier teams in the, in the college football, no matter what the rankings say, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Alabama is still, still probably there. Even with, even with a one loss Alabama team, I still put them above anyone else in the college football. You know, I have to agree with you. I think it's, it's, it's we're talking about a team that's gone down to fifth, right? Like, let's be honest here. All they have to do is keep winning. Mm-hmm. just just keep winning you know there's going to be a slip up by somebody although you know we did say earlier at least i think i mentioned that iowa might be the best team in the big east now they might be the best one of the best teams in the nation going on to the playoffs i think they could have the same power at the top but we'll see I, how they're Iowa, the big the big 10 iowa. big 10 excuse, big 10 yeah yeah um, yeah 
Yeah, no, I, that's a good point. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, no, I mean, no, no. that's a, that's perfect transition to what I was going to talk about next. Yeah, Iowa obviously uh, beating uh, Penn State at home there uh, for the Hawkeye. That's a big win for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how strong Iowa is yet. And they're yeah. legit, they're, they have a, a stout defense, I will say that. But, you know, they've got a easier road than uh, the other side of the Big Ten does. Like, because Penn State yeah. still has to play Ohio State. They still got to play Michigan as well, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, Bama, I, I can't see anybody, I can't see any of these teams upsetting Bama. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't want to cut you off there. Sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I was just going to say that the, the one thing, I, I, Iowa is playing good defense. And I think that's the difference maker between what we saw with Alabama playing Texas A&M is that there was just a lack in defense. They could not get off the field. They could not stop these drives, you know, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and while I listen, that was a great game. That was back and forth. That is to me, I would not have expected that game to go the way that it did, but you know, if you give up very blatant pass interference, you're going to lose the game. In that moment, you cannot play defense that sloppy, you know, and so we'll let people say what they say, but you ran into the man that, that, uh, Woody, Wood, Woodmeyer, Widermeyer, Widermeyer, mm. killing them. That, from Texas A&M was killing them uh, as at receiver. Um, they just didn't have an answer for him. So, you know, if, if they're going to play sloppy like that, that's going to be a problem for Alabama. They can play as clean as they want on offense. They have a true rookie, a uh, true freshman quarterback. He is playing fantastic lights out right now, but if they play sloppy like that on defense, they're not going to have a chance. Yeah. I mean, giving up 41 points, that's not, that's not really Alabama's MO to be honest with you. They, yeah. They've always been, always had top tier defenses. I mean, I would say at least five or six guys get drafted every single year for, into the NFL from Alabama's defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, within the first two rounds, even, even first or first round sometimes often, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, I mean, Bryce Young is still a young rookie, still a, not rookie, but still a young QB for Alabama. Um, you mentioned the Texas A&M. Yeah, Jalen Watermeyer had a, had a decent game for them too. But yeah, but even on the other side, looking at, again, looking at uh, Iowa, Penn State, you know, like I said, Penn State has still a rough road. They still got big games um, coming up against Michigan and uh, Ohio State later in the year. But even more so on the Iowa side, you know, yeah, they moved up to number two after this win over Penn State. But, yeah, how legit can they be? I mean, their, their schedule is a lot easier. They don't play another ranked opponent at all the rest of the season. They got Purdue up next, followed by Wisconsin and the Northwestern. And it kind of goes on to against, against unranked teams. But, yeah, Penn State has a definitely a tougher road. They're at, um, they're at Ohio State in two weeks and then they are home two weeks after that to Michigan and then they end the year at Michigan State as well too so three ranked opponents in the top 10 okay so and quite frankly looking at this Big Ten is loaded dude the Big Ten is four teams ranked in the top 10 okay the Big Ten is loaded or the SEC is five excuse me five teams the SEC they're I think you can look at SEC is kind of slacking too. I guess you can look at it that way as well too. I mean, you know. I mean, it's, I think the Big Ten is showing their staying power as one of the top tier uh, top conferences in college football. I know it was always the SEC. You always had Bama. You always had Georgia. You had Florida's. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Big Ten is really showing how they can be the the big dogs in the in the college football right now. I mean, Auburn has kind of fell off ever ever since Gus Malzahn has left there, but you know. To me, it's still it's still Bama. Despite what the rankings say, Alabama is the defending national champions. They're still having, and they still have Nick Saban coaching for them. You know, yeah. uh, so I think the college football playoff is still, you know, to the road to that is still going to go through Alabama at some point. I think Alabama runs the table on their side. 
Um, can I win on the table? Probably. And make I, I don't see a reason they don't. If they don't, it's a travesty. So mm-hmm. I don't see them falling out of the top four. Do they get, you can, you can get bumped, right? A better mm-hmm. win could jump you, you know, but right. I just, I, I just feel like they could have the staying power there, especially if, if they run this table and do it to excess, right? You come out here and you start blowing some of these teams out all the way down. We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. It'd be, it'd be like Clemson last year, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, a cake schedule, but they're coming up, you know, drubbing them by 30 points. We still right. rank them very high because of that. Right, right, right. Yeah, but then, of course, they'll play whoever the, the other the other side in the Big Ten title game. That's going to be the decision. I, you know, I think if Iowa... Ohio State rolls up on them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or if it's Penn State again, that'll be a good one too, you know. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But to me, it's still Bama at number one. In my, in my eyes, it's still Bama. Let's move along to the NFL a bit. Let's talk about our week five recap before we get into our games, of course. The biggest story coming out of this week in the NFL, of course, as we know, is involving the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and head, former head coach now of John Gruden. John Gruden recently resigned Monday uh, early, early afternoon, uh, excuse me, early evening, late afternoon, after it was been reported that some emails had come out from the last 10 years, have been sending emails to different folks in different organizations and using uh, derogatory remarks against, uh, against anti, uh, anti-gay remarks, misogynistic, and even racial slurs. Man, this is just a very, very disgraceful kind of situation, to say the least. And to me, John Gruden is done. There's no coming back from this. The words and the things that he said and used, you know, against the, against the commissioner, Roger Goodell, um, against women, against NFLPA uh, executive, Doree Smith, you know, Demar Smith. Smith, excuse me. Um, and, and the list goes on, you know, and this was just, Tons of emails over, like I said, over a 10-year span, if I'm not mistaken, Obed. Uh, there's no coming back from this. He, he, he is done. He will never coach in the NFL again. Maybe not anywhere, okay? I, it depend, to me, I wonder what organization would take a shot on him. Yeah, you know, it's, it's rough, right? It's rough. Like, who would <laughs> I don't, and I don't want to cut you up. Who would actually try to involve someone like this within their organization to kind of step forward and be a leader? Because this guy was the head of football coach of the Las Vegas Raiders for the last, well, what now this is in his fourth season, signed that 10 year contract for over a hundred million dollars, mind you, a couple of years back in what, 2018, yeah. right? Back at the brain truck for him. Like really <laughs> 10 year job. They got to get him out of the booth. You know, America right. had fallen in love with this guy. Right. I mean, it, this is, I mean, he's done. I mean, it, it, it the, the language and the wording that she he chose in some of these emails that went out to different people is just horrific. And the fact of the matter is some people have been saying things about this, about John Gruden for years. I was watching ESPN the other day and Keyshawn Johnson, who was a former player for John Gruden with the Buccaneers who won in the Super Bowl back in the, uh, was it 2002? He said, John Gruden, he's, he doesn't, he's not surprised by this at all. He called John Gruden a fraud. He's all he's all lovey dovey, you know, smile, smiles and giggles and, and kisses in your face. But behind closed doors, he's a totally different man, you know. And, and it's just it's just telling that if a guy has been here's the thing, and I, I've said this numerous times, if someone calls you a crackhead for twenty five years of your life, it means you smoking crack, okay? If someone who's the people have been calling John Gruden a fraud 
and uh, and and he's he's a bad dude for 10 20 20 years it means he's probably a fraud he's probably a bad dude you know what i mean you know and this just kind of points the light shines the light on it so to speak obed you know so what what is your take really on this entire situation with john gruden and to me but to me he doesn't he never coaches again i i have to agree with you on that one i don't think there's a reason you bring him in ever again i mean again what the organization yeah, it, it's it's rough though. Yeah, what what this organization, who would even take a stab at him, take a look at him, um, would have to have a lot of. This is why Deshaun Watson is not playing right now, even though the Houston Texans are struggling. You've got mm-hmm. a great quarterback there, but the the court of public opinion is not going to allow you to have this man out here. That's mm-hmm. that's what it boils down to. And so you know, this is these are some repulsive things. You know, thinking that Carl Nassib is a player on his team, right? The first openly gay, or excuse me, a, a active openly gay, Michael Sam being the first openly gay uh, mm-hmm. player to be in the NFL, uh, who was drafted by Jeff Fisher, who Jeff Fisher even put out a statement saying when we drafted him, we drafted him because of his ability to get to the quarterback, but his ability to pressure the, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. We didn't pick him because of, of what he, he, the way that he looked at the world or things about him that right. uh, were innate to him, you know? Um so it's, uh, you know, and I, I think I tweeted this out, you know, cishet uh, white male with longstanding history of this kind of activity uh, being outed in his emails, you know, I'm, I'm shocked, right? Like he apparently got popped for this out of emails that were recovered during an investigation into uh, the Washington football team and some mm-hmm. of the illicit activity going on over there because Bruce Allen, the then GM, mm-hmm. sent uh, topless photos of the Washington, of some Washington uh, football team cheerleaders to someone else. I wow. think it might have been to Gruden that, it, that you know, then tied him into it. Mm-hmm. Yet we don't have any emails of what actually went on in the investigation of the Washington football team. So it's kind of interesting how you see the people who like, and I, I think yeah. they're demanding. I think the I think the league is demanding for those emails to come out as well about the Washington yeah. football team. So so you know I mean hold on to your hats because if the, there's this has is going to go too many places. And what's funny, you know, all the individuals who are concerned about cancel culture, David Carr, uh, excuse me, Derek, Derek Carr, Derek had Carr. A, Derek Carr had a great comment uh, where he said. Uh, you know, I, I I hate the actions. I love the man. I think if we dug up everybody's emails from like the last 10 years, we'd all find something and, you know, hopefully not too much, but we find something that wouldn't be too good. And I'm just like, um, nah, bro. <laughs> this ain't nah, nah, bro. And I mean, I think, I think if you, if you just, just look at Derek Carr making this comment, you would understand why he think it's it's okay to make that kind of comment like well we can't judge everybody for everything they've done in the past so you just telling on yourself huh everybody got these <laughs> these skeletons these kind of skeletons you don't find these kinds of skeletons in my closet i'm not going to find these kind of skeletons in your closet these are some hardcore like uh, systemic racism and 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 you know white Misogyny supremacy right, misogyny right. is is a very like uh, this, this is something you can't do. Thing. You can't yeah, do this. It's a sinister bro. thing that, like, like, that can't be the the like. Oh, well, in my private life, I I'm a part of the Ku Klux Klan. Um, that's that's not gonna fly. <laughs> yo, you know, yo play, like, play a, that, no, that's not how this game works. Like, yeah, yeah, you can't be in your private like like you just said, member of the Ku Klux Klan in private, yeah. but in public, like, oh, be all honky dory, and like I yeah. said, and all and smile, smiling and kissing babies, like like nothing's like nothing's the matter. Nah, player, that's yeah. not how that's not how it works. 
you know what I mean? You you know, especially where you're in a high profile position as being a a head coach of a a national football team. You know what I mean? The the face of the organization, they brought you back for a second stint because of how well you were with their first stint. You know what I mean? You know, it's just, it's one of those things that like, I I was having a conversation offline with one of my, uh, one of my boys from New York, shout out to, shout out to the homie Rav, Um, you know, and I was saying, you know, yeah, if that's his way of thinking, granted it's awful he can think it all he wants in his head because i we can't control how somebody thinks okay yeah. that's that's, yeah. that's just a fact you can't control how somebody thinks now, yeah. i'm not saying it's right i'm not agreeing with it at all i'm just saying you can't control it. but to actually put it on paper or in an email and actually send that out into the world you you you've got to be something that has to be wrong with you dude something, something has to be wrong with you. you know what something. i mean why would that's you think, right why would you think that's okay um <laughs> furthermore i guess cons- conspiracy this will think like wait who the hell saves emails in the last 10 years <laughs> you, you know I mean? who, uh, who does who does i'm sure a lot of phone calls were made to the it guy try to go clean a few things up you know what i mean yo we're right dude I'm can, talking can, can i ask this though don't you think that somebody like gruden who the only reason he's famous in any real capacity is because of the, the very close bond he shares in working with the kind of individuals that he said those negative things about? Does, does he not understand that some of his success, if not all of his success, comes from working with these people who he thinks so poorly of? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's mind-blowing that he doesn't realize that. You know what I mean? I mean, first of all, he he should be lucky enough to have a job and be employed by the, and be employed by the NFL. Okay. Think right. of, you know, uh, who, which is run by commissioner Roger Goodell, first and foremost, you know, well, we all know how he, what he thinks about him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was pretty clear. You know, he, uh, what the, the language he used about Goodell, but you know, it's, you, you just can't do it, bro. Like I said, you can say what you, you can you go. How about this? You, you go to work tomorrow, Ben, you call your boss, an expletive in name or, you know, or derogatory remark to his mm-hmm. face. See how long you have a job. Okay. I don't think that's going to last long. I don't think that's going to be the water cooler no, talk no, that, that endears me to the rest of the company. No, but sorry. you know, let's ask you questions could, about the company I work for. If the company I work for has a longstanding history of these kind of people, it, what did we used to call the NFL for the longest time before it went away? The good old boys network. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so if it is a good old boys network, I imagine the good old boys send emails just like they used to sit in the saloon and tell stories that involve this kind of colorful locker room talk. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Here we are. I mean, it, it's unfortunate that John Gruden um, is this type of person. You know, um, we've had a couple of people, as I mentioned before, I was ESPN's Keyshawn Johnson had said he's known this for years. He's not surprised by it at all. This is just who John Gruden is. He's a fraud. He's a phony. You know, um, it's and it's just telling of the kind of person he is. And quite frankly, again, I'll say it again: John Gruden's done. He'll never coach in the NFL again. If this is the kind of person you are, we're coming for you. Yeah, yeah. Just, but, just know that we're coming yep, for you. But I digress. Let's move it along a little bit. I know we got still a lot more to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. the Seattle Seahawks had a tough loss, not only last Thursday on the scoreboard, but uh, on the injury report. Russell Wilson fractured his right middle finger. Um, he's going to be out for at least four weeks. Initially, it was about at least six weeks. Now, after having surgery, he's going to be out for at least four weeks. This is this is just is just bad news um, all around for the Seahawks, who fell to two and three on the year. And without him on the roster, 
you, now they're relying on Geno Smith to get it by, you know, the next four games, they could probably go one and three because they've got the Steelers, the Saints followed by the Jaguars, but they should be able to win and then against the Packers. If they go one and three in those games, they'll be three and six. Is there, should he, should Russell even return in 20 in, the, in this year, in, in this year, and maybe just wait out until next season? And because quite frankly, I don't think he's going to come back next season to Seattle. So I have to agree with you that he's not coming back to Seattle. That being said, I still think there's enough of a season left for him to come and try to make something out of the rest of this. You know, obviously it ain't going to be pretty, you know, um, and really they don't have a team set up for success without him manning the reins, right? Like he can, he could, they can compete with Geno Smith. I think Geno Smith is an admirable backup quarterback 10 for 17 131 one one you know it wasn't good but for me it's they they were more predicated on the run game and then they spiced in amazing efficient passing so uh throws if you can get i don't know if chris carson is coming back he seems to have a generative neck issue alex collins is running great for them you know what i mean 15 carries of 47 yards isn't really great but he does give them something in the passing game only two for 25 this game uh but he is a guy with reliable hands is playing very well you know they've got dj dk metcalf they've got tyler lockett uh they have uh uh a great uh rookie in Dwayne eskridge uh i just feel like they need to you know start incorporating him more uh it's it's Listen, they're two and three. <laughs> I don't see them winning this next game um, that's on their schedule. Uh, while it, it it's just not a good look, and it's like you just you call you you spoke you know listed off the next couple of games for them. I don't mm-hmm. see we were talking about missing Russell Wilson for at least two months at a minimum. If he gets underneath that, it's a blessing. But you know it, what the kind of injury that he's had on that ring finger, I think he needs to think about what he's doing next year which is probably not playing for them, which he would want to have as strong of an opportunity to get back to where he was if he takes his time. So, you know, I think there's enough schedule that he can come back and make some sport of it, you know, because um, there's some big games I'm sure he will. I know he wants to play at the Rams. I know he wants to play at the Cardinals, right? That Bears game could be exciting mm-hmm. as well. These are, these are things that he, you know, hey, if that's, those are the last few games that they play before they go into the off season and he doesn't know where he's going to be playing next. He might need to go out there and stretch it out. They might be way behind, um, but you never know, man. Yeah, I mean, I think he does throw, come back. That's just kind of competitor that Russell Wilson is, and he, I don't think he's ever wanted to kind of give up on anything. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a tough road for Seattle for sure, though. And like I said, I do think it is Russell Wilson's last year and a Seattle Seahawks uniform, though, for sure. Uh, the Lions, man, what can we say about Detroit that we haven't said already? I mean, quite frankly, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on a, a, on a part of our You Right, You Mad segment. Are the Lions cursed? <laughs> Dude, this is another heartbreaking loss for Detroit, man. They thought they had this game one with, you know, with a touchdown late in the game with a two-point conversion, and Minnesota got the ball back with just enough time to go back down the field and kick a field goal to win the game. Dude, I mean, Detroit, Detroit fans, I'm sorry. I don't even know what to say to you guys. It's it, it's looking, it's rough out here in the streets. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I mean, what can we say about, about Detroit and that hasn't been said already? But, dude, they are just flat out unlucky, man. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how – I don't I, honestly, I don't know if they can win a game this year. I don't see a game where they could be favored in to think that they're going to win a game this year uh to your point it's not it's not there 
there'd have to be an epic collapse by somebody on their schedule. It's just a rough schedule, you know, mm -hmm. and I think they know what they were getting into. Like, you, you know, the, the, who you're play, you, you know, who you play before the, uh, the, um, the draft. So you're very well aware of your schedule. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for them to, <laughs> you've got to play the Steelers, the Browns, you know, the Bengals, you're playing the Rams. You're going to Cali to play the Rams. Mm -hmm. I understand that this is going to be the revenge game for Jared Goff, but I fully expect them to get blown out of the water. Oh, for sure. You know, and so you got to play Arizona to still. You're, you're paired up against the NFC West. That's one of the best, if not the best division in football right now. It's going to be some loss. This, this, I don't know what, it, hey, late in the season, they play the Seahawks. The Seahawks might be a bad team that, at that point. Mm -hmm. Russell mm -hmm. might just still be coming back. They might have a chance. And they just lost their all pro center, uh, Frank Ragno, for the season. He underwent toe surgery. So that doesn't even help in there. That, that's that's Jared, that's Jared, Jared Goff's main man there, you know, snapping in, yeah. the, snapping in the rock every play. Dude, it look, it's looking bad for Detroit fans, man. Sorry uh, uh, out there, man. You know, any Lions fans out there, it's going to be a rough season for you guys once again. Um, and you, we, we, I just mentioned the Cardinals. They're still unbeaten, coming out with another victory. They're 5 and 0 on the year. Man, they're rolling. And granted, this was against this last victory was against San Francisco, winning it 17 to 10 against a rookie QB and Trey Lance. But Arizona looks like or the, a top tier team in the in the league. And again, I'll say it. I said it before the season started, Arizona was gonna be a team to fear this this year. Um, they look good. And I'm telling you, they have a chance. I think I said it, they have a chance to win at least 12 or 13 games this year for sure. Um, can they go undefeated though? I doubt it. I mean, it's so hard to go. I mean, nobody's really only one team has gone 16 and 0. Now it's going to have to be 17 and 0. I don't see it's possible them going undefeated, but Arizona is definitely looking like one of the top two or three teams in the in the league. I have a feeling they don't beat the Rams uh, at home. I know that sounds crazy that they wouldn't be able to defend uh, home field, but they um, this just stretch of games they're about to go on. Uh, is not going to be kind to them, you know. Yet the, they're going to have to put up points against the Browns mm -hmm. in in uh, 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 Cleveland, Ohio, and Cleveland. Uh, cupcake match against the Texans. You got to play the Packers. I don't know what the Niners are going to look like, but if the Niners are healthy by the time you play them, this is going to be a harder game. They only you only beat them by seven points, and if Trey Lance skies over the top as opposed to trying to go low on like three pro players. He scores a touchdown. We're talking about 17 to 17 in the fourth quarter. Mm. Um, the Panthers, they'll roll. Uh, at the Seahawks, they'll roll. Uh, at the Bears, they'll roll. That Rams game, I have a feeling that the, mm. they might even out the one and one. I think by that time, the Rams are going to be cooking. We've got the reemergence of Robert Woods. Cooper Cup is very dangerous. Van Jefferson is there. Deshaun Jackson is there. The run game is move, moving well for them. Um, I, we have, I, you know, picked... Uh, Matt Stafford is my potential MVP pick. You know, I think the Rams mm -hmm. could make it to the Super Bowl, but Tom Brady's playing like a man possessed. So let's hold our cards until he's not lifting the trophy. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned Tom Brady, dude. This guy, he's balling right now. Uh, he's Tom Brady. He's doing Tom Brady things, I guess you can say. You know, threw for five touchdowns despite a hurt thumb uh, and the victory over Miami, forty-five to seventeen. He's I mean, a machine. What, Played what, last what, year with a torn MCL. What, and won the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> what can't Tom Brady do at this point? I mean, are, are they still the favorite in the NFC? I mean, granted, like I said, the, the Arizona Cardinals, they're 5-0. and 
you know, the, the Bucks are four and one. Who's looking better to you right now, Arizona or Tampa Bay? Or, or is it or is it the Rams? I would say Tampa Bay. I would say Tampa Bay is a more legitimate uh, contender for the teams that they've beaten. Um, and I think the Chargers have beaten better teams than than a uh, majority of these teams have beaten. Um, but I I just don't, you know, the Cardinals. The Titans are not a good team. The Vikings are kind of just scraping by. We both say, that we, you know, we agree that Detroit got was cursed in that game. They should have beat the, the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rams, the Rams, we feel like are a good team, Super Bowl contender. That's a quality win. The Niners, the Niners are not a good team. You know, um, they're going to come out here and they're going to play the Browns. They're going to they're going to beat the Browns. They're going to beat a good defense. Um, but I just think that Tampa Bay on. You know, I, I would say one to one can play with anyone. Defensively, you've got to come and bring it because they have a just ferocious front four, good linebackers, and great secondary. Um, they have they can go four deep on pass catchers and the running backs. Gio Bernard showed that he's going to be a weapon in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they have reloaded amazingly, and you know they know what it takes to win. And they don't even have Gronk back yet. That's what I say. They're they're rolling even without Gronkowski, who's still out yeah. with the broken ribs, right? You know, yeah, it's, so. it's amazing. They just have so many weapons on offense. Um, Tampa Bay's definitely looking like, I guess, the still one of the favorites, if not the favorite in the NFC. On the other side of the AFC, the Bills are rolling. They rolled past the Chiefs pretty convincingly in this one, 38 to 20 in the rematch of the AFC title game. Josh Allen still doing his thing, balling out. I mean, the Chiefs look to look rough, dude, I got to say. And it's funny because you mentioned the Chargers as well, too, in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Right now, and right now, the, the Chargers actually are the, are the favorite to win the AFC West. You know, according to the ESPN's uh, Football Power Index, the Chargers have a 60% chance to win the AFC West, where the Chiefs are only at 19%. This is remember, this is the team that went to the Super Bowl the past two years. Okay. But Patrick Mahomes, he's not playing like Patrick Mahomes. You know, this is the first time that the Chiefs have gone two and three or worse since 2004. And they they have 11 turnovers this season. That's tied for most in the NFL with Jacksonville, Ben. We all know, we all know you have to protect the football. Okay. Otherwise, you're not going to do anything. You have to protect the football. You know what? What's the issues with the Chiefs here, other than you know, than the turnovers? You know, what can they? What do they need to do to kind of turn this ship around? And and I'm really, I really want to ask the question: Is the, is the dynasty for the Kansas City Chiefs over? So you know, I struggled with that question um, primarily because um, it's it it shows like the softness of football that we're even looking at whatever this dog and pony show is that the chiefs have been exciting people with and it's it's just efficient run around football the kind of crazy nonsense they're doing as opposed to just scoring points on these trick plays in the red zone is ridiculous um and consider this like the standard for you you can't even say the word until you've won more than one super bowl right you have to win the second one over a span of time for them to start saying guys they put they, I think they have a formula. I think they have a system. I think they put it together, right? And I'll only say that because as a Pats fan, I saw the Pats do it through three separate iterations over a span of 20 years with Tom Brady. So you're going to say that word, the D word, you're going to say dynasty, do more than have won one Super Bowl that you probably should have lost if uh, Jimmy Graham plays better. Emmanuel Sanders is wide open for the game-winning touchdown, you know, in a sham Super Bowl MVP 
giveaway that they gave to Patrick Mahomes when uh, uh, Damian Williams actually won that game for them. I digress. Um, you know, you're got hundred percent on point about protection of the ball. Patrick Mahomes, six interceptions right now out of 16 touchdowns. He has also uh, fumbled and lost that fumble, you know, but Clyde Edwards, a on his own has two of those uh, Tyree kill has one fumble, you know, it's, 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 uh, a growing problem amongst the team of just sloppy play because, well, they just don't have many hands to spread things around. I think you're seeing the fatigue of having to be on all the single, every single time uh, and them not having defense. Daniel Sorensen, the safety, the 31-year-old safety for them is a liability. Dude, you just up see Teron Matthew with just his hands in the air like, where are you? Where Dude. are you? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. again, yep, yep. That at, the, this is this is, and I'm, I'm gonna say this: this is the this is the perversion of points. This is the perversion of points that is creeping into the NFL, where all you guys want is people to score points because points are exciting. People don't build defenses. Brandon Staley is a sharp. The new coach for the Chargers is a sharp. He said, "You don't need to run the ball in order to make play action pass work. You don't need it." You can do fakes, you can do motion, you can. You don't want to have to run the ball, but you have to run the ball to prove that you're physical. You got to make them block. You got to make them hit. You got to make them tackle. You have to be physical in the game of football. What has happened to the Chiefs is that they are not physical and they got pushed around by the Bills. And this team that Kansas City has right now is going to keep getting pushed around as long as they're going to keep being soft. As long as they're going to have you know, tight ends that play like wide receivers, you know, as long as they're not going to be able to run the ball because they have a Clyde Edwards, Elaire, who is, who is not a physical back because it's a small back. Right. You know, like it's, it's now, now I do think they have a chance to kind of turn things around a little bit, looking at their upcoming schedule, they should easily win the next three games against Washington, Tennessee, and New York, although the Tennessee one, depending if Julio Jones and AJ Brown are healthy again, that's going to determine that one, but we all know, Derrick Henry is running like a monster possessed uh, all over anyone, but still, I think they could still win those three games. They'll probably be favored in each of those three. So they can turn it around. They'll get back to five and three. Then then you've got green Bay uh, followed by Vegas and Dallas. So easily win next four, the four, the next four out of uh, of the next five games uh, for Kansas city. I say three out of five. I say three out of those five. I think they could lose the Packers. I think they could lose the Cowboys too. If yeah, well, they don't fix the defense, they're going to come out here to these teams that could run up the score. And this is why people love the Chiefs, because they have to go full gas. Mm-hmm. They can't control a game. They can't get a lead and then slowly work their way off and burn the clock. They're going to score. They're going to give up points and they got to come back and score again. And the, on the other side of it, in that, in that game, talking about the Buffalo Bills, um, to me, even with the Arizona Cardinals at 5-0, the Bills at 4-1, the Bills are the best team in football right now. They they just, you know what I mean, coming off this win against Kansas City, the two-time defending AFC championship uh, team, um, even though they had a, I would say, favorable schedule to this point, the defense is playing well, um, pitching two shutouts, albeit against Miami and Houston. Uh, but still, I think Josh Allen is playing at an MVP caliber level, and I don't think anyone – can say he's not, he hasn't um he's a, being efficient with the football he had again no turnovers in this game um he scored not only through the air but on the ground as well too um i think he will 
absolutely be in the MVP candidate, uh, MVP candidate race at the end of the season. But I know you have other another team in mind in regards to the, the best team in the NFL a little bit, right? I do. I do. Uh, and I've, I already rolled off my feelings about, about the Bills. Uh, and they're, they, listen, you gave Taylor Heineke 21. I, I just, you gave Noodle Arm Ben 16. Let's, you know, at home at that. Uh, but I digress. Um, uh, for me, I think it's the LA Chargers. You know, if I have to pick a team pound for pound, uh, that would be the best in the NFL. I think it's the, I think it's the LA Chargers. They've got great coaching. They've got uh, fantastic pieces on offense. Their quarterback is in his second system and is frying right now. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert is is the the quarterback that we all wanted everybody else to be. Uh, 139 completions on 207 attempts, 67 percent. Uh, completion rate he's got 1500 yards you know he's got 13 touchdowns three interceptions you know he is falling out of control he is operating this offense to to levels of uh efficiency Mm -hmm. that you know are going to make them a contender okay so washington we've already said that's a bad squad they beat them lost to the cowboys and we were like okay you know we know the cowboys are a good team Uh, i i'm if I'm not mistaken, the Cowboys are ranked higher than the Chargers in the, uh, the power rankings for the NFL right now. They then went and beat the Chiefs. They then went and beat the Raiders. And they then went and beat the Browns. I think those are three solid wins in a row, considering where those teams were at that point. You're beating a one-loss Raiders team. Uh, you know, you're being, I believe, a one-loss Browns team at the time. Uh, now they're going to go into Baltimore, a game that I believe that they're going to win because the Ravens are kind of suspect right now. Oh, okay. I'm going to touch on that. We're going to touch on that next, but keep going, keep going. Yeah. Um, Because people are going to tell you like, well, we just watched the game. I was like, this is the same, this is the same Ravens team that needed a hall of fame kick to beat the Detroit Lions. Okay. Like this is, this is, you know, the same Ravens team that was barely hanging on in this game until they, they woke up or figured it out. I I, I don't know. Um, But uh, they, they did not look like, they were in control against the Colts. And I don't really think much of the Colts. I don't think the Colts are any higher than like, what, maybe the bottom half of the league power rankings in the NFL. This is, this is a sub 20 and mm-hmm. 24, you know, like, and then this team, they were, if they were in control, some will say, Oh, they devoured them. No, the Colts were in control. You know, um, I, I just, I think the Chargers can attack the Ravens in so many ways that they're not just going to be able to stop what it is they want to do. You, you can take out the run game, fine. They're just going to go to Mike Williams. You can stop Mike Williams, they're just going to go to Keenan Allen. You know, like Keenan Allen, they can go to Jared Cook. They can go to Donald Parham, right? Like they have other weapons. They can they haven't shown us that they can run with the you know, quarterback that they can run with. The Chargers look like a good squad. They're a top team elite. Justin Herbert like what looks like a young very young stud like he's going to be a top tier qb in this league for a long time my concern is is he going to be the next philip rivers of that team is he ever going to get over the hump is he going to win a championship team and championship with with that team out there you know do they have enough on defense you know they got joey bosa uh derwin james out there so they got two two great bowlers there but do they have enough on the offensive side they they look they certainly look like they did this past weekend against the browns you know putting putting up 47 (laughs) points you know on, on, on a deep 
on a Browns defense who's who's loaded by the way with yeah. with, with one of probably one of the best defensive players in the league in, in Miles Garrett um, who's leading the league in sacks if I'm not if I'm not mistaken going into last week's game but yeah I mean is he going to you know help that franchise get over the hump because we all know Phil Rivers could not unfortunately Phil Rivers is a Hall of Fame QB but he could not get them past you know. Uh, that gets what the second or the, the AFC championship game at any point in time, or I think he only made the, or I think, you know, I'm not even sure. Did Philip Rivers even make an AFC championship game or did he make it once? I'm not mistaken. I can't, I can't he recall. He played in the AFC championship games against the Patriots and he lost. Uh, okay. He played with a torn ACL. Okay. Wow. You know, I, I mean, but to me, that's fine. You want to say it's the chargers. I'm going to say it's the bills. I'm going to say Arizona after that. And I'm even going to put Tampa Bay, um, even at third and then followed by the follow. I would say, to be honest, I'm going to put, I'm going to put the Cowboys ahead of the, ahead of the chargers. I know, um, even maybe even the Packers as well too, just because it's Aaron Rodgers. but the LA isn't that six or seven range for me. Um, but yeah, I think they have a, a rising star in Justin Herbert for sure. Um, looking at their quickly, just at their schedule before we move on, you know, this game against the Ravens is going to be a tough one. Then they've got the Patriots and Eagles, which should be two easy wins there for both against both of those squads. Um, but then their schedule gets kind of a little rough against Pittsburgh, Denver, Cincinnati looks to be legit. New York should be an easy one, KC. So they got a middle of the road kind of top tier schedule, if you if you will. Um, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh game is going to be a walk for them. Pittsburgh is is not. Yeah. Let, let not this here. let the Pittsburgh hate continue to flow through Obed. <laughs> Who is, do you really fear Pittsburgh? What is what is make what makes you fear Pittsburgh? No, I'm there's just... nothing there to fear Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and they just lost Juju too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're done for sure. They're done. But let's get into our next segment, Obed. Let's get into a you right, you matter, where each of us will make bold statements. The other one will tell us if we're correct or if we're just outright crazy. So you touched on the Ravens, and that's a briefly, Obed. And that's a great lead to my next statement here. Obed, I ask you, you right, you matter. Ravens QB Lamar Jackson is a top tier passing quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Sherman, you mad. Um, here we go. Tell me why. Tell me why I'm mad. Tell me. Why. I think, I think, I think, listen, I have to give it to him. He came out here and he played his butt off in that game. All right. Uh, fine. You know, he is currently stands as their passing leader and their rushing leader. Right. But it, it's, it's my, my concern. And obviously he's their passing leader because he's their quarterback. But my concern is that you just cannot continue to depend on doing it this way. Like, okay. He's hitting guys. Uh, Marquise Brown, I believe, has won, has scored 11 touchdowns in his last 11 games. This man, this this man is making plays for him, right? Like threw for 442 yards, four touchdowns, right? But a lot of this is in hurry up mode. He missed a wide open touchdown, uh, I believe it was to Marquise Brown or Sammy Watkins in the corner that was pitch and catch. Brian Greasy was just like, yeah, I don't know what he's doing there. That is that is that the basis of your job as a quarterback is to make those kind of throws. Mm -hmm. He'll have these games. He'll, they'll get behind. He'll have to make up some production. They'll get these, these broken plays and all of his broken plays go for huge gains, right? Everything is a run around, get open. I'll find you that you, that this, it has elements of Carson Palmer back when he was with the Bengals, you know, this is this run in the gun backyard football is only going to take you so long. Did he put up stats? Yes. Can I call that? Top tier passing? No. Tom Brady is top tier passing. Justin Herbert is starting to creep into top tier passing. Jo uh, uh, what I'm seeing from uh, Joe Burrow, I don't think I will ever see from, from Lamar, and that's fine. But Lamar's got to give me some of that because 
Joe is giving me top tier passing every week. And Jamar Chase doesn't help make that easy. So to kind of counterpoint what you're saying, Obed, I, I, again, I have to stand by my statement. Lamar Jackson is developing into a top tier passing quarterback in this league as we speak. Right now, he ranks fifth in yards only behind Tom Brady, as you mentioned, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, and your boy, Justin Herbert. He is completing 60%, 7% of his passes, which is the best he's had in his career. He is on pace to eclipse 5,000 yards, Obed, right now. Excuse me. You know, he, he is on pace to eclipse 5,000 yards. Only eight quarterbacks in NFL history have ever done that. How many okay. quarterbacks are on pace to do that right now this year? We have 17 games. It's a passing league. You're giving him credit for something that many, but through, but through, but remember through, year. but through five games though. Remember it's through five games, and he's, you know, I mean, he's got over 1,500 yards, and he's got over 300 yards rushing, so he can certainly make, get over the thousand yard mark on on the on the ground too. But look, I mean, he, he, I think if he keeps this up, he will be in the MVP MVP race right now. Right now, his he has a combined 1,860 yards passing and rushing. That's more than 18 NFL teams do total. You know, uh, but he's 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 efficient with the football right now. You know, he only has three. Granted, he only has eight touchdowns through the year, but he only has three interceptions. You know what I mean? He's yeah. he's passing with efficiency. He's eighth in QBR, sixty one point seven. You know, and, you know, like I said, and, and fifth in, in 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 total passing yards. So I think Lamar is developing into an elite QB. I think he's only going to get better as the season goes along. Um, but you know, I. I I was not very high on Lamar as a passing quarterback, but I, I, I'm, I'm wrong now. I was wrong. I'll admit it. I'll say I was wrong. Lamar is becoming a top-tier quarterback in, the, in, this, in this league. And we're, we're, we're going to see the maturation of him as a QB as the season goes along. I look, I look forward to seeing that happen because I couldn't cut up snippets of the actual passes and feel confident that the stats tell the story of what it actually looked like in real life. But Sherman, I have a question for you. You write, you mad. Baker Mayfield is not playing well enough for an extension. Obed, you're right. Uh, it's 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 unfortunate to kind of say that, I guess, if you will, because we all thought Baker Mayfield would be uh, the guy to kind of lead the Browns to the promised land. I'm not saying he can't. Um, I'm just saying at the moment, it doesn't seem as if he would be. Um, you know, coming into this year, we had high expectations for the Browns, um, especially on the defensive side, but they're running, the running game is obviously elite with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, of course, but obviously it's hurting. It's hurting with not having Jarvis Landry out there. Who's been out for the past few weeks. Baker Mayfield is ranked 20, 22nd in, in yards. You know, he's only thrown four touchdowns on the year with two with just with two interceptions, but they rely on that run game so much. I don't think it's giving him enough chances to develop as a QB um, and develop, I guess his game overall and become that elite elite quarterback in the NFL and, and show everyone that he is, he is the man for Cleveland. It can lead them to the promised land. So right. Right. At this moment right now, no, I don't think he deserves an extension at the moment. Will he probably, will he get one? Yeah, I think he will. But again, he doesn't have the weapons on there every time. Odell Beckham came back just a couple of weeks ago from that ACL tear, as we know from last season, quite frankly, I'm not sure if Odell Beckham is going to be sticking around in Cleveland. Obed. Why would he? The quarterback is trash. But you can't put it all on him. He does. You know, older Beckham was out. Jarvis Landry's been hurt. You know, um, you don't you don't have your top tier guys out there. You know, and this and like I said, this offense 
runs through runs through the runs they run the ball first why would you they, not they, with, they with, made with, with nick help with nick chubb and kareem hunt every quarterback that was young that played in an offense where they relied on the run game always looked good think of old uh, uh joe flacco think of old uh ben roethlisberger they always looked good because when they finally gave the, ch- the kid a chance to throw they re- believed the play action and he made a big play Baker Mayfield is not making a big play. I was watching him chuck it up downfield. That's not his game. He's not accurate enough for that. Beyond 20 yards, I'm pretty sure he has the lowest uh, completion percentage of any quarterback for the number of throws out that far because he has an inability to pinpoint and be on that. Okay, he's missing his his stretch player, right? Whoever that is, because he was hitting a couple of those with shorts. He was hitting a couple of those with Donovan Peoples-Jones, but he can't hit a couple of those when it's Odell playing on a one. I, I don't think... Baker Mayfield trusts himself to throw to a target who's covered by their best uh, cover guy. That's that's where I'm starting the thing. And they just okay. continue okay. to have stuff underneath. He, he's peppering David Njoku to like career yard numbers right now for what David Njoku has been up to this time on limited snaps because David Njoku doesn't play as many snaps as Austin Hooper, mm-hmm. but he always likes that matchups and goes to those guys. Yeah. He, he, I agree with you. He has not earned an extension. He probably will get one, but he's got to show better. I think the Cleveland exercises the fifth year option on him first yeah. before they give him the extension. Let and him play it out. Yeah, let him play it out. Give him that fifth yeah. year option. See how he performs next year because I don't think anyone's scared of Cleveland right at the moment. You know, we had high, a lot of people had high expectations for Cleveland going into this this yeah. season. If, uh, if they had a quarterback. That, oh my god. <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of turned, it's kind of dialed it, dialed it back a little bit. You know, even though they're 32, sitting in second in the AFC North, um, but I think they give him the fifth year option and then we'll see how it plays out in Cleveland. Yeah. next year let's move along to the pixel bed before we get out of here um mm-hmm. last week we, we both did pretty well i went 13 and 3 you went 14 and 2 so we've now i'm just two games ahead of you heading into week six so let's get into it thursday night matchup tampa bay at philadelphia i think this is an easy one here tampa bay all the way tom brady is playing lights out football um he's already got 1700 yards leads the league in passing yards this year um yeah tampa bay all the way take 1700 yards over 1503 um tampa bay all the way yeah, this is an easy one. Yep. Um, Miami at Jacksonville, the battle of Florida. Well, the battle of the bad teams in Florida because we know Tampa Bay is the elite one there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's funny. I was actually going to go Miami, but I think Jacksonville gets their first one here. You know, that's a bad Jacksonville team. But Jacoby Brissett just does not look efficient with, you know, in that in that uh, Miami Dolphins offense without that. They still don't have two attack on the Ola back. So I'm going to switch my pick, Obed, and I'm going to go Jacksonville getting the first W this week. I looked at that would be amazing if they did. That's exactly what they need. I just don't feel like it's going to happen. They still got to play Brian, play Brian Flores and his defense. Uh, and they at least have a formula for what they want to do if they start running things to Miles Gaskin again. Yep. And that, my, and mind you, that game is in London uh, early, early Sunday morning. So, but still. That's so, a home game for Jacksonville. <laughs> Green Bay at Chicago. Um, oh, sorry, skip the skip the couple there. Kansas City at Washington. There's the next one up here. Kansas City and Washington. Uh, I'm gonna go Kansas City. They're gonna bounce back really quickly from the uh, Buffalo loss. Uh, and Washington's defense has not been what we thought it would be this year at all. I know, no, and, no. And, and it's it's kind of it's kind of surprising. So I'm gonna go Kansas Putrid. City. Putrid. Um, yeah, I'm going Kansas City as well. This is a get right game for them. But I still think Tyler Heineke is gonna come out here and have a game. So watch out for him as a streamer in fantasy. Yep. Um, the Los Angeles Rams at the New York Football Giants. LA 
is easy one for them. Um, not even sure if Daniel Jones is playing. He got a concussion. concussion yeah. Saquon Barkley is probably not going to be playing. He's doubtful Ooh. with that ankle injury. He, he, he rolled his ankle bad, dude. That yeah. was that looked rough. Kenny Gallon, up like a tennis ball. Yeah, Kenny Galloway, I believe, hurt his knee. He might he's probably out of the game. So all around, the Giants are looking like they're going to yeah. go with their second second uh, second tier squad. So Rams all the way. Yeah, Rams all the way. Houston at Indianapolis. Again, Houston's a terrible, terrible squad. Indianapolis should be recovering from that uh, tough loss against Baltimore the other night. So, Colts. Yeah, Colts should win this game. They looked really good. Cincinnati at Detroit. Again, Detroit was just a hard, another heartbreaking loss as we talked about before. I don't think they win. I don't think they win here either. Cincinnati. Looking forward to seeing uh, Jamar Chase in a dome. Yeah, all right. Green Bay at Chicago. Here we go. Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is that is that man. Chicago, even though they got wins in the past couple of weeks with Justin Fields, Justin Fields, he looks he looks like a legit rookie. He just he's barely getting the rock off. He he's throwing for, he's throwing for what 110 or 111 yards last last yards, yeah. yeah against against the Raiders. Yeah, touchdown, but yeah, but he he. He looks like a rookie QB, how it usually looks, you know, just they got timid- kick gloves on him. They got kick gloves on him. They, they are not, they did. He only had like three or four designed runs. When you think of a guy like Trey Lance who had 16 runs, you know, you got to give the kid an opportunity to use what he's good at, which is leg- with his legs, unless he, you're unable to open up plays for him. People aren't getting open. They, he doesn't have an easy out, you know, mm-hmm. his yeah, touchdown so- was like to some no name. I don't even know who that tight end was like a backup, backup tight end. <laughs> The back it was the backup is backup's backup. Back you know I mean? backup to the backup. You know what I mean? So yeah, Green Bay all the way. Uh Chargers at Baltimore. I'm gonna go Baltimore on this one. They're high off that, like I said, that 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 win on Monday night against the Colts. Uh, I think they keep the train rolling, dude. I'm gonna go Ravens. Yeah, I just think that Los Angeles, the Chargers are a very good quality team, and I expect them to give the Ravens a handful that the Ravens have not seen up until this game. All right. And remember that one, that one is in Baltimore. So that's going to help out as well too. Um, Minnesota at Carolina. Uh, I'm going to go Minnesota. Excuse me. I was going to go Minnesota, but uh, I'm going to stick. I'm going to go Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I think it's supposed to be a good uh, bounce back for them, but I think we saw a little bad Sam Darnold. I I just don't Mm -hmm. know what they were trying to, they were forcing things, you know, they weren't playing to DJ more, their best guy. I don't know if that's gamesmanship for the following week, but I, I will, I'm going to stick Minnesota. I think, especially with Dalvin Cook is going to be back. I have a good feeling they're going to be looking good. Ooh, okay. It did not think about that. If Dalvin Cook is back, my pick will change to Minnesota. Okay. I'll go on record saying, if Dalvin Cook does play, my, my pick will change to Minnesota. All right. Arizona at Cleveland. We talked about Cleveland, you know, their inconsistencies with the passing game. Arizona, I think, remains undefeated. Cardinals. Yeah, I, I got to go with you on that one. I think the Cardinals are going to keep going. I, Cleveland, yes, is a good defense, but I don't think that uh, Baker Mayfield is coming out here for a shootout. They did score 42 points, but a lot of that is to the run game. It comes down mm-hmm. to having to throw that arm. Uh, they better hope that Kyler Murray's arm is hurt. Yep. Las Vegas at Denver. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to say Broncos. The Raiders are just really from everything that's happened with Gruden and off the field and all that. I don't think they kind of get, get it together just yet. So it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tough road for the Raiders who started out looking at it. They were very promising, you know, I think starting out three, and zero now back-to-back losses, it's going to be, it's going to be a rough season for the Raiders. So I'm going to say Broncos in this matchup. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be the Broncos. Broncos look good. Denver looks like a good team. They're getting a great, great play out of Cortland Sutton, uh, Tim Patrick. You know, just as a good and honestly being able to hold on without Jerry Judy out there. I'm sure they're awaiting his return. Uh, right. Denver looks good. I like Javante Williams like a lot. Yep. Dallas at New England. Uh, Dallas is obviously one of the top five teams in the NFL, I'd say. And their offense looks legit. The, the defense league, led by Trayvon Diggs, who leads the league in interceptions. He's got an interception, at least one interception in every single game so far this season. Um, he he, I think he was he was quoted by saying he he uh, he's thanking Nick Saban every single day from switching him from wide receiver to to cornerback when he was at Alabama. I guess, you know, what it, it paid off. So, yeah, uh, Cowboys. Cowboys all the way. Yep. Uh, Seattle at Pittsburgh in the Sunday night matchup. And we talked about this. No Russell Wilson, even though Pittsburgh, it, look, it looks real bad. No Juju Smith-Suster for them who, who, who uh, dislocated his shoulder. He's going to be out for, what, a few months? A few, Four months. Weeks. Yeah, Four his, months. his season is probably over. Um, yeah, but- this was a one-year deal with uh, Seattle, too. He was betting on himself. This kind of sucks. Yeah, so, uh, but I still will go Pittsburgh just because no Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh. And the Monday night matchup, which I'm looking forward to most, of course, is the Buffalo Bills at the Tennessee Titans. Again, I'm not sure if Julio Jones or A.J. Brown will be available for this matchup for the Titans. Um, I have to, so I have to go Buffalo either way. It's on the road. Um, I know this was a solid game a year ago, but I'm going to say Bills. I'm going to go Bills as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, it'll be closer if Julio and AJ play, but if they don't, I think, I think uh, Buffalo outscores them by at least by 15. Advantage. Cause I just don't think, and you know, Derrick Henry is going to run no matter what. I think Derrick Henry still gets a hundred yards. He may not get, you know, 150, 140, yeah. 150 and three scores, yeah. or maybe he gets like 97, 98 yards and one score. But I think I'd say if Julio and AJ Brown don't play, I say Buffalo wins this one, you know, 27 to 10. Man, I could see it. I could see it being like 34 to 14. You know, oh my goodness. Hey, even well, I mean, you know, I mean, if they, if they run, you're just killing the clock and it doesn't take a lot of time for them to move up field. The bills are moving very quickly on teams that don't have their shit together. Excuse me. Pardon, sorry, the kids. Yeah. If you don't have, uh, you know, if you don't, your, your team isn't coming out here to play, to be able to play good quality defense because the tight end could go off. The third wide receiver could go off. The second wide receiver could go off. The first, they don't even need to get Stefan Diggs to do any magic because they're already c- crushing people. The right. running game could go off. The quarterback himself could say, I'm going to put the whole entire team on my back and go off. Um, it's not, it's not a good look for Tennessee and they have played a couple games where that, that offense was out there, right? Like they had AJ Brown, they had Julio, they weren't scaring anybody. They weren't doing anything exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how, we'll see how it turns out though. But well, folks, that is going to do it for us this week here on what's the word entertainment. So glad you tuned in once again. Um, Obed, any last word before for the people before we head out of here this week? Color change is happening. Definitely recommend people start winterizing your vehicles, you know, get ready for some of that while driving out on the roads, you know, get into the holidays, you know, think about what you want to do, where you want to be. Uh, the smell of, of pumpkin is in the air. The, the cool crisp, the reason to put on your tin boots and your gloves is out there. <laughs> you know, maybe you got to hit the corner. Who knows what's going on? No, um, I told you, no Canada goose jackets for me out here in Florida, baby. <laughs> the, the puffy jackets, the puffy juice. Yeah, yeah. Puffy yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1990s uh, uh, DMX, God rest us all, uh, uh, RIP, uh, gave me a reason to be bare-chested with a puppy jacket on. It just keeps you warm somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get ready for the fall, y'all. 
Yeah, man. Well, that's going to do it for us this week here, folks. Uh, again, if you're joining us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, we appreciate it. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at BWWENT. For Obed, I am sure, and we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.